With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Wednesday, March the 1st, 2017, the first day of the third month of the year, and welcome to episode 298, that this, ladies and gentlemen, two episodes away from the big magic number 300 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. It is the one, it is the only, it is WWUS Revolution. <clears throat> I am, of course... Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line as we, of course, get prepared to talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling, which, of course, we always start off with our Wrestling Needs and Views segment, which is always brought to us every single night by our 2017 Hall of Fame News uh, Tag Team, King Ice. <clears throat> Tonight, King Ice will be, re- will be well represented in the form of the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared Geronimo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, one of the hosts behind WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com. <clears throat> and, of course, a big part of our, all of our other shows here in the radio network. And also, of course, uh, handling the history and birthday sports this evening. Of course, on the chat box here is the human suppress machine himself, Mr. John Gross. Of course, John is the first 2016 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, also a part of the Raw Radio broadcast team as well. Let's first bring these two gentlemen in. To the to the uh, uh, revolution table, as of course we get as I get ready to say, welcome, gentlemen, to number two ninety eight, and what will be a very, as always, explosive and dynamic revolution. Two to go to three hundred. Who would have thought it? Indeed, indeed, indeed. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we of course continue our also another special treat, of course, as the WWS Radio Network Group Tour 
<clears throat> continues to continues to stop by all of our groups here in the WWUS stable of groups right here on Facebook. As we <clears throat> as we of course now stop by NXT US the future generation. As of course all the WWUS's outlook on of course everything going on within NXT. Uh, and of course here of course we make a stop by here to, uh, tonight. Uh, of course, uh, in case anyone would love to come and see what this group is all about, and of course, all the present members of <clears throat> of NXT US get a chance to see our see a, a uh, of course our live video feed here of episode 298 of Revolution, and of course, if you want to see see what this what this group is all about and see our uh, see our uh, live video feed here tonight, please feel uh, please feel free to, to join up with this group. It is Facebook.com. Forward slash groups forward slash NXT US Wrestling Future, and we would love we would love to have you be be a part of this uh, great group as well. And of course, like I said, you get a chance to listen to us talk about everything going on in the world of wrestling here tonight, here as well with episode 298 of the Mothership broadcast. <clears throat> and of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to uh, chime in, of course, through the old-fashioned way, it is of course to talkshoot.com. It is one seven two four 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 four. 7444, call ID 138055-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here this evening, which, of course, does include our wrestling news and views. Of course, J.D. will bring us to it here in just a couple minutes. Also, the human suppress machine, John Gross, brings us our wrestling history and birthdays here for this evening. As well as, of course, like I said, we'll be bringing our thoughts and opinions on last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Of course, uh, several interesting things took place here uh, for what we understand on SmackDown Live, and we will definitely have some things, we have some thoughts about that here coming up here in just a few moments. And then right after that, ladies and gentlemen, a special surprise in our in our recent extra segment. Of course, something that Mr. WWUS right here himself has found, but of course, I'm not going to reveal it here yet. It's still a surprise to everyone here on the panel. So not even JD and John know what I'm talking about. So uh, everyone, will, everyone will get a chance to participate in my little. Uh, fun thing here in just a few moments. In the meantime, let's go ahead and dive right on into our wrestling news and news segment. And of course, to bring us here up to date on, on some of the latest news out there in the world of wrestling, it is the Iceman himself, J.D., Mr. Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., let's see what we have going on in the wrestling field today. All right. Last night, or excuse me, not last night, Monday night's Raw rating scored a 2.16 rating, however, down from the 2.21 rating the show drew last week. Meanwhile, however, however, nah, sorry. On the other side of the coin, however, as we told you last night, however, Mike Bennett the Miracle and his wife Maria Canellis, however, have opted to leave TNA Impact Wrestling, according to Mike Johnson at uh, uh, PWInsider.com. Meanwhile, earlier today, reports said that Johnson also said that Jade, aka Stephanie Bell's deal, has expired too, and she could be on her way out of the company as well. Meanwhile, next week on SmackDown, however, will be a very unique uh, tag team match as it was announced last night, however, mind you, however, on uh, SmackDown, uh, however, in which James the Nerd Ellsworth and Carmella, his so-called girlfriend, will take on John Cena and Nikki Bella. Meanwhile, however, Bruce Pritchard will have an on-air role for TNA Impact Wrestling. ProWrestling.net has learned that either side could pull out of the agreement after with only 30 days' notice. The goal of the deal is said to be a cross-promotion between Impact Wrestling and the Something to Beat Wrestling with Bruce Pritchard broadcast. However, uh, as of now, he may have an on-air role, though perhaps that could change. 
Also tonight, we understand Karen Jarrett Angle, if, Angle Jarrett, if you will, is supposed to appear at the TNA Impact tapings and have some type of role capacity in the show this evening. Uh, let's see. Of course, uh, we have also talked about uh, Raw going to be in Chicago this Monday, of course, and they will be in Indianapolis next Tuesday. Uh, let's see if we have anything else. Oh, yes. Jack Swagger has parted ways with WWE, believe it or not. Earlier today, however, he announced that he wanted out of his contract with WWE. And getting back to, uh, believe it or not, however, Drew Galloway for just a minute, however, he told the Scottish Sun that he would have happily resigned with TNA if they had not pushed things down to the wire. Galloway spoke, of course, mind you, however, the sign said that his decision not to re-up with the company had nothing to do with financial motives, but instead coming down to it being too little too late. Galloway was quoted as saying, They came to me last week with an offer, and it was a very, very good one. One of the best in the company in the position as the top guy. But the reality is that because they waited until the last second, I had to turn it down. Everything was so last minute. I had to think about backup plans and family because it went to the wire. I was surprised I got no heads up beforehand. And when they got in touch with me last week, they wouldn't accept no for an answer. And the financial offer was so great that it was a very hard decision to make. If all this was said three weeks ago, I would have signed. Galloway then went on to say they wanted to position me as the top guy in the U.K., Mind you, in the UK, across Europe, and the US, but it was too little, too late. When the news came out, I was leaving. The internet response was insane. Now, getting back to um, Jack Swagger, he spoke with Chanel Sullins Beyond the Fight podcast, however, earlier today, however, in asking for his release, as he felt he wasn't in the proper opportunities. However, mind you, Swagger has been with the company since 2006 and won the title back in 2009. Here's what he said earlier tonight. As of yesterday, I asked my release from WWE. It's still kind of an ongoing process right now. Basically, it came down to contract negotiations. We were way off, and they didn't value me at what I thought I was valued at. They also weren't giving me the opportunity to make the full amount of income I could for my family. So when you put it like that, yeah, it's time for me to go. My goodness, my goodness. And Jack Spire, Chris, we've always often talked about here, started becoming a very underrated superstar in WWE, but now... WWE has, has, as of course, uh, has that, does not have to even worry about that anymore because he has walked. So there you go. Uh, JD, thank you very much there, sir. And of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, of course, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news ads fit to print. And of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. <clears throat> and of course, in GTS's case, it's always the same old thing. Same old method, but of course it works all the time, and that is super glue and duct tape. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and dive and see what let's see dive right on into the history of birthdays. Provide to us of our own human suplex machine, John Gross. He's got some good good some, some good stuff here tonight. Let's see what we have on tap here for today, March the first. Thirty one years ago today, which would put it at nineteen eighty six, WWF airs the first ever Slammys, Slammy Awards. Hmm. The awards show taped the previous taped the previous December at the Baltimore Civic Center in Baltimore, Maryland. It was mainly used to promote the wrestling album, which was released back in November. Basically, a three-month-old award show was used to promote a four-month-old album. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Twenty twenty-five years ago in a day. Let's see. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Let's see, that was uh, 25 years ago. That was uh, 1992, yes. Uh, 1992, WCW presented Super Brawl 2. 
This was actually Jesse Ventura's first pay-per-view appearance for WCW. And also the first wrestling pay-per-view appearance since WrestleMania VI in 1990. There were two title changes at this pay-per-view. Flying Brian defeated Jushin Thunder Lager to win the WCW Cruiserweight title. And of note, this man, Brian Pillman, <clears throat> uh, win the WCW uh, uh, light heavyweight title more than once. Sting defeated Lex Luger to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship once again for the second straight year. Uh, Super Brawl was the last pay-per-view appearance for the reigning WCW champion. Luger wrestled his final match on the show before he was uh, before he was headed to uh, to the WWF. Luger had a no-compete clause in his contract as he wrestled his final match on the show to leave for the WWF. There you go. Okay. Luger, excuse me, Luger was intent on retiring from in-ring competition, but after being injured, injured in a motorcycle <clears throat> uh, accident that summer, the WBF folded and Luger returned to the ring for the WWF in the winter of 1993 and stayed there through the summer of 1995 when he returned to WCW. Nineteen years ago today, which was put it at 1998, ECW presented Living Dangerously from Asbury Park, New Jersey, of course, the home of the late Bam Bam Bigelow. And speaking of which, Bam Bam and Taz wrestled for the ECW title. Of course, this was due to the infamous ring being broke when Bigelow broke out of the Taz mission and pulled Taz out of the hole and covered him to win the ECW title. Thirteen years ago today, would be back in 2004, the Rock made his return to save Mick Foley from Evolution, and him and Foley would go on to face Evolution in a two-on-three handicap match at WrestleMania 20, with, of course, Evolution winning that match. Twelve years ago today, which would be in 2005, at a SmackDown taping in Albany, New York, Orlando Jordan defeated John Cena to win the WWE United States title. I think one of too long after, not too long after that, I think this was when Cena had the... Uh, Spinner belt, Spinner US belt, and I think JBL and Orlando Jordan took that belt and they kind of destroyed it. Yes, that's right. And they used, they went back to using the, uh, yeah, okay. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2010, from Raw in Oklahoma City, Showmiz retained against DX, Chris was for the tag team titles, Shawn Michaels team with Triple H for the last time on television, they would team together one more time at a house show nine days later. Six years ago today, we put it at 2011, Johnny Curtis is announced as the winner of NXT Volume 4. <clears throat> Rodas Clay finished second. Curtis had done little of consequence since his series win. He didn't earn in his tag team championship match until October 2012 when he and Curtis Axel challenged Team Hell No for the tag team titles on an episode of NXT, and they were unfortunately... They were unfortunately unsuccessful. Curtis, of course, became known as ballroom dancer Fondango. He had a big win, though, at WrestleMania 29 by defeating Chris Jericho in his in-ring debut. Brodus Clay served as a bodyguard for then-world heavyweight champion Alberto Del Rio. After a leave of absence to film No One Lives in the spring and summer 2011, Clay primarily squashed jobbers until his return in January 2012. He went on to win 24 matches in a row on television over the next six months before losing the big show. <clears throat> he teamed with Tenzai, but turned his back on Tenzai 
until he was released in June 2014. He occasionally appears on Fox News as a political commentator. He is currently a part of TNA, where he's known as Tyrus. And John says we have a lot of quotations that he has, says he has a, we have a total of seven. Hmm. Interesting here. Some wrestling related and some I don't think, uh, okay. Some not wrestling related, okay. Uh, first off here, happy 28th birthday too. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we should refer her as this now since she's not going to do this gimmick, but happy 28th birthday to Emma. Hmm. Or, of course, John put it, Emma Lena. <laughs> <laughs> of course, John put LOL beside it, so it's, it's Emma. We all know Emma. Happy 28th birthday to Emma. Happy 34th birthday to Davy Richards. Hmm. Happy 51st birthday to Scotty Riggs. American Nails. Former tag team partner, of course, now knows Buff Bagwell. Yes, of course, also of Raven's Flock, yes. He was also Scotty Anton, if you remember. I do. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, that's In right. In ECW, because he was feuding with Robert Van Dam at the time. Oh, okay. Thank you, J.D. Happy 78th birthday to General Adnan. Okay. Hmm. Happy 82nd birthday to Robert Conrad. But I think, of course, I think he was mentioned because he did have a role in wrestling. He was a special referee for uh, the cage match in L.A. for WrestleMania yes, 2. Yes, he was. He was the guest ring referee, yes. Yes, but I think he was on the outside. Like, yeah. Also, remember the Wild Wild West show. Great show. One of the best. Oh, before I go any further, uh, did I by did I by any chance, JD? You know, I, yes. Did I by any chance happen to uh, uh, mention somebody so a certain name around here? Yeah, I thought someone uh, came in with a case of beer and he was ready to roll. I think he was. You're all getting stunners, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> JD, prepare your neck. Okay, I got mine. I got mine. Yes. What is GTS? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the main man right here. Of course, the mainstay of the radio network, the COO of WWUS. He is also a 2014 and 2017 WWUS Hall of Famer. He is the one. He is the only. He is the king. NWO GTS himself, Mr. Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, welcome. The 298 of Revolution. Hey, yo. And our blood is pumping now more than ever, my man. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much, there, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're just in the middle of some uh, history there, unless you had any other news you wanted to bring it to us there. You no, did. I'm good. You're good. Okay. All right. Uh, also today is a happy 31st birthday to a member of the New Day, Big E. Uh, the New Day is celebrating Big E's birthday. And this is what John's saying. The New Day is celebrating Big E's birthday, from what John understands, is a bunch of cereal, uh, bootios, and ice cream pops as well. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. I was going to say that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then John says, here's the birthday that John saved for last. And, yes, I will be doing history now. And, of course, I think this is going to be – this is going to, this is going to uh, get everybody's attention right here. Can you dig that? Saka. Yes, it's a happy 52nd birthday to Booker T. Hmm. He does not look 52. No, he doesn't. Old. He really doesn't. 
No, he does not. And here's some history on, on, on the birthday boy here. Booker T. Huffman was born the youngest of eight children in Houston, Texas. By the time he was 14 years old, his, his parents had passed away, and his brothers, him and C.B. Ray, stepped up to raise his siblings, and even Booker as well. In high school, he was a drum major and also played touch football and basketball. When trouble got with Booker, he spent 19 months in prison after he had pled guilty to armed robberies at Wendy's restaurants in Houston. Booker and his friends wore Wendy's uniforms during the holdups since they were working for two since they were working there for two and a half years. Because of the gunman's uniforms and familiarity with the operations, police suspected that the robberies were inside jobs. Yeah, no kidding. It didn't take long before Huffman and three other men were found. Booker pled, pled guilty in December 1987 to two aggravated robbery counts and was sentenced to five years in prison. He served about one-third of the term and was released and placed on parole until April of 1992. As a single father working at a storage company in Houston, Texas, he was looking to make a better life for himself and also for his son. His brother, Rack, suggests that he and Booker check out a new wrestling school being open and run by Ivan Putsky. He his Boston storage company sponsored the money to pay for the wrestling lessons. Booker trained under Scott Casey, who turned Booker's background as a gangster and dancer into sports entertainment, teaching the newcomer in-ring psychology, ring generalship. Eight weeks later, Booker T. debuted as G.I. Bro on Putsky's WWA Live program. Oh, that, started a while, that started a long time ago then. Yeah. Huh. It was a tie-in to the Raging Gulf War and the WWF's Sergeant Slaughter angle. Hmm. Even though the WWA met its demise sometime late, Booker walked along in the Texas Independent Circuit, often with his brother Lash, who performed, of course, as Stevie Ray. They were spotted by Skandor Atbar, who hired them to work for the GWF, where he and Eddie Gilbert were involved. He teamed Stevie Ray and Booker T together as the Ebony Experience and won the GWF Tag Team Championship on July 31, 1992. They held the title a total of three times, and they left the GWF to work for WCW. He and Stevie signed with WCW after Sid Vicious recommended they sign with the company. In August 1993, they debuted as Harlem Heat, with Booker renamed Cole and Lash renamed Kane. No, not the king we're talking about in the WWF. <laughs> okay, John said. They were the heels and were, were on uh, Harley Race and Curl Rob Parker's team in the War Games match at Fall Brawl on September 19th against Sting, Davy Boy Smith, Dustin Rhodes, and the Shockmaster. They lost the match but were over as heels because of the caliber of faces that they wrestled. In 1994, they acquired the services of Sensational Sherry, of Sister Sherry as their manager, and changed their names back to Booker T and Stevie Ray at their request at the end of 1994. They won the WCW Tag Team Championship by defeating Stars and Stripes. I think that was, uh, wasn't that Bagwell and the Patriots? Yeah. Okay. But dropped the title to the Nasty Boys. However, they won them back in June of 1995. Eventually, they feuded with the Stud Stable. Oh, that's a name. Harlem Heat played Hot Potato by winning the WCW Tag Titles winning them over Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck, the American Males, Luger and Sting, the Steiners, and the Public Enemy. But Howling Havoc, they lost the belts to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Gerard remembers that encounter. Yes. Subsequently, they booted Colonel Parker from the group and became full-fledged faces, entering with the 
basically French Canadians and where and where they went. They fired Sherry in the fall of nineteen ninety seven and added Jacqueline as their new manager. They were briefly out of action by the NWO and returned to team with the Patriots. But Stevie took five months off from WCW to recover from injury, and Jacqueline left from the WWF. Booker became a singles competitor by defending the WCW World TV title on December 29, 1997, by defeating Disco Inferno. I remember them. He held on to the title before Kristen Law cost Booker the belt. Both of them would fight in a best of seven series of the winner fighting Finley for the title. Booker T won the series and won back the TV title over Finley on June 14th. For a clean pinfall victory over Bret Hart on February 22nd and regained the TV title over Scott Steiner the following month. In turn, would beat Booker in the finals of the WCW United States Heavyweight Title Tournament, which I was at Spring Stamp I just watched that pay-per-view last night on tape. I got it on tape. He would then lose the TV title to Rick Steiner a month later at Slamboree. By mid-1999, Harlem Heat was reunited after Booker T. told Stevie Ray to leave the NWO. They won the tag titles over Bam Bam Bigelow at Canyon at Road Wild, which is a pay-per-view that I have on tape right there, until they would lose back into the Wyndhams. But soon after, they gained the belts about a month later at Fall Brawl and would, and would also win their 10th WCW World Tag Team title. Okay. At Halloween Havoc 1999, probably the Heat disintegrated with a female bodybuilder by the name of Midnight would help the group. Their jealous, that jealousy turned to be ready to challenge Midnight to a match, whether or not she would stay with Halloween Heat after she beat him, Stevie was back on Booker and Midnight to form Fallen Heat Incorporated with Big T, Cash, and Jay Biggs. They dubbed themselves Harlem Heat 2000 throughout this period. He was referred to simply as Booker. Harlem Heat 2001, the rights in the name T in a match against Big T. With Big T, of course, that was Ahmed Johnson in the WWF to defeat Booker at Super Bowl Nine. But Booker got help with Kidman as they beat Harlem Heat at Uncensored. Booker co-led uh, the ca- uh, Captain Erection's military theme, Misfits and Action Stable, as he was known once again as G.I. Bro in 2000. Yeah, I remember that. He defeated Sean Stasiak in a boot camp match. He went back to the Booker T name on the June 19th Nitro. He was elevated the main event status in 2000 after WCW Booker Vince Russo was upset with Hulk Hogan's politics. He fired Hogan during the live show at Bash of the Beat and announced that Jeff Jarrett at Booker T would fight for the world title with Booker winning and the process becoming the second African-American champion in WCW after, of course, uh, Ron Simmons. <clears throat> Uh, did it, and of course, the third African American to win a world heavyweight title. He would lose the belt to Kevin Nash, but would win it back at Fall Brawl. Then lost it to Vince Russo, but Booker won it for the third time after Russo had to vacate the title. He eventually lost the belt to Scott Steiner in a straight jacket, ma- straight jacket steel cage match at Maine that forced Booker to take a little bit of time off until he returned to the roster and beat Rick Steiner for the United States title at Greed. He beat he became the he became the eighth WCW Triple Crown winner, and on the final episode of Nitro, he beat Scott Steiner for the world title for the fourth time. Booker, another WCW star, accept, accepted a contract with the WWF. King of the Ring, he debuted by attacking WWF champion Stone Cold Steve Austin during his match, promptly injuring him in his very first move in the WWF. He turned heel and became the lead member of the Alliance in his debut match in the company. 
He defended his WWE World Title both Bagwell, and days later he defended it against DDP. At Invasion, the Alliance defeated Team WWF when Steve Austin ended up joining the Alliance. Booker T handed the WCW United States title to Chris Canyon, but would lose the WCW World Title to Kurt Angle that same night, only to gain it back on July 30th. Until losing the title at SummerSlam to The Rock, Booker T would win the WCW World Tag Team titles for the 11th time again with Tess when they defeated The Undertaker and Kane. They also held the WWF Tag Team titles as well. At the Survivor Series, Booker T was eliminated third by The Rock after a roll-up, and eventually the Alliance was defeated, causing them to disband. It is, in his aftermath, Booker remained a heel and joined up with Vince McMahon and the big boss man in December defeated with Steve Austin. After Booker T cost Austin the match against Chris Jericho for the WWF Undisputed Championship of Vengeance, Austin gained revenge by attacking Booker T in a grocery store. I remember this. Who doesn't remember that scene? Yeah. By covering him with food and food, he did win a contract by defeating Steve Austin in the first blood match. His first WrestleMania appearance was at WrestleMania 18 against Edge. Booker T was drafted to the Raw brand and held the hardcore title in May 2002, defeating Stevie Richards, only to lose it to Crash Holly seconds later, but re-defeated Crash and dropped the belt to Stevie Richards a couple minutes later. He and Goldust would start tag-teaming, but Booker was invited into the NWO faction. His time was short-lived when Shawn Michaels kicked him out of the group. Booker T turned face, and him and Goldust teamed up. They spent the rest of 2002 looking to regain the tag-team titles. At Armageddon, they would win the belts. They held it for the rest of three weeks, but would lose them to William, William Regal and Lance Storm. Booker T and Goldust would go the separate ways. In 2003, Booker T's popularity had soared. And he amicably separated from Goldust at Goldust's request in order to pursue the World Heavyweight title. In February 2003, he eliminated The Rock to win the Royal for the number one contendership, granting him a title shot at <clears throat> WrestleMania 19. He targeted Evolution after Batista and Randy Orton to tap Booker T's former partner Goldust weeks before WrestleMania. Triple H continued to cut a promo on Booker T, downplaying his success in WCW and that the championship was held by nine wrestlers like Vince Russo and David Arquette, calling WCW and his title a joke. He said that Booker T would never win world championships in WWE. At WrestleMania 19, in a valiant effort, Booker would lose to Triple H, but would team with Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash against Triple H, Ric Flair, and Chris Jericho. However, at Backlash, they lost after Triple H pinned Nash after a sledgehammer shot. In July, he won the Intercontinental title over Christian, but would lose the belt due to an injury. He returned in October and teamed with RVD over the winner to regain the tag team titles in February of 2004 until losing them in March of 2004. Both men were drafted to SmackDown, but Booger did not like being on SmackDown and turned him into a heel. In his first line on SmackDown, he took on Eddie Guerrero for the WWE title and where Bradshaw interfered in the match. He would go on the feud with The Undertaker, but he would not take The Undertaker down in Judgment Day. He would go on to, to go after the U.S. title in the summer, and where he won an eight-pack challenge to win the U.S. title in August of '04. He feuded with John Cena in the Best of Seven series, and where Cena won in No Mercy and won the U.S. title. Booker transitioned back into a face challenge JBL for the WWE title at Survivor Series in Armageddon, but he failed to win the belt. At WrestleMania 21, he won a dark battle royal by eliminating Viscera and Chris Masters. He started to bring Charmel along with him and where he would protect Charmel if she was ever in trouble. He started teaming with Chris Benoit, eyeing the U.S. title. 
In October 2005, he defeated Benoit to win the U.S. title and turned back heel again. Him and Benoit continued their best of seven series match again again in WWE. A Booker was injured, and Booker chose Randy Orton as his replacement. Benoit was able to beat Orton in two matches, but Orton defeated Benoit in the final match and gave the title to and gave the title to Booker T, who held the belt until no way out of where Benoit won it back. At Judgment Day, he won the King of the Ring by defeating Bobby Lashley and declared himself as King Booker. As the great American Bash, he beat Rey Mysterio to win the World Heavyweight Championship for the sixth time. Booker held on to the belt until Survivor Series when Batista would win the World Heavyweight title. In the summer of 2007, he was drafted to the Raw brand and feuded with Jerry Lawler, in where he beat Jerry Lawler, where the loser had to crown the winner. However, Lawler refused to crown Booker, <clears throat> and he got a beat down at his last WWE pay-per-view match. He lost to Triple H at SummerSlam and wrestled one, one last match against John Cena, in where he lost by DQ when Randy Orton interfered. He was suspended by WWE, but requested his release in October 2007, and he joined up in TNA. Booker feuded with no stars, in TNA and tried chasing after the TNA World Heavyweight Title. Of course, the main event Mafia to the group disbanded in 2009, and Booker left TNA. He came back home to the WWE as a surprise entrant in the 40-man Royal Rumble match uh, in 2011. It was eliminated by Mason Ryan. He then debuted as the show's new color commentator, working beside Josh Matthews and Michael Cole. On June 6, 2011, he wrestled on the brand for one night by defeating Jack Swagger. He did defeat him with Cody Rhodes for a bit and where they fought at TLC for the Intercontinental title, but Rhodes won the, would win the match. However, Booker had the last night by defeating Rhodes in a non-title match. Booker, Lawler, and Cole all entered the 2012 Royal Rumble match but didn't win. Booker would wrestle once again at WrestleMania 28 as he would help Team Tate take on Team Johnny where Team Johnny won the match. He, he, of course, was appointed the new GM of SmackDown in July 2012 and would immediately add Eve Torres and Theodore Long to his staff. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by Stevie Ray before WrestleMania 29. On July 19th, he lost the general managership on SmackDown, but has commonly done work on the WWE Network, including the Raw pre-show and being a part of the expert panel of kickoff shows. He will return to Raw as, as a commentator, but was switched back to SmackDown. Booker T continues to be a regular panelist. On the 900 episodes of SmackDown, he returned to his King Booker gimmick. Yeah, we all remember that. Uh, that was right before Survivor Series, right? When they, yeah, he did that? Yeah. Where he gave a motivational speech and convinced Brizongo to join his team. He still does WWE pay-per-view pre-shows and other WWE Network specials after Jerry Lawler and Lita had left the pre-show team. And John said that's all he has got for the histories and birthdays. Nice job, John. Thank you very much, sir. And J.D., of course, thank you very much for providing us with the news here this evening. PTS, my man, if you will, sir, the plug. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound, press one. You can talk to us or listen to us right now. I'm 
Absolutely, and thank you very much, Eric DTS. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go ahead and dump, jump right on in <clears throat> to, of course, our of course our Wednesday night tradition, of course, uh, thoughts and opinions on the previous night's SmackDown Live broadcast. <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> and, of course, as always, I'll go around the table and uh, everyone get their, their take on what took place on SmackDown last night. Uh, and, of course, uh, GTS, I, my man, I will start with you if you have any thoughts and opinions about SmackDown. Oh, I didn't watch it. I was busy getting drunk, so we'll have to pass it on. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. JD, my man, uh, let's see what you got to say about SmackDown last night. Well, it was an interesting show in St. Paul. I mean, you had, obviously, at the beginning of the show, Ms. TV come out, of course, with Cena. And, of course, he was introduced by the Wiz, of course. And then who should show up but his husky wife, Maurice, the French-Canadian blonde bitch that she is, however, and running her mouth, however, and telling Cena this and that. And then, of course, Nikki comes out, mind you. And, of course, things come to a standstill between all four of them, however, as Ms. And or Wiz and Maurice run away like the cowards that they are, however, basically, and show that they uh, have no balls to stay in the ring to confront both of them. Uh, then, of course, later in the night, we saw probably the worst segment of the year by far when you had the nerd and his hostkey, Carmella and Ellsworth, of course, challenge Cena and them to a match next week, which is going to be very interesting to see how that will go in Indianapolis, if you will. Uh, from there, of course, we saw what happened with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt towards the end, which was a very, very good ending, especially when Randy told uh, Bray what he thought of him and Sister Abigail and set the barn on fire. And, of course, Bray was not too happy as he broke down sobbing. Uh, we did find out that Luke Harper, however, is the new number or Apparently, AJ Styles did defeat Luke Harper to become the new number one contender. But the question is now is this. I mean, where are they going to go from here with the title? Are they going to turn this into a... Fatal four-way with all four of these guys? It remains to be seen. And, of course, Dolph Ziggler tackled Paulo Cruz again and left him laying. Um, other than that, you had Alexa Bliss and Natty do their thing, of course. How after Alexa uh, was not happy to see Becky Lynch, her uh, buddy, if you will, lose to Becky Lynch at best of three matchups. But, yeah, there were some good things and bad things about the show. But, again, SmackDown once again kind of delivered some good things. But I'm just not really excited about next week with this whole thing involving uh, Carmella and the nerd Ellsworth against Nikki and John because you know Miz and Marie's are going to interfere, obviously. And it looks like they could be sending it up that way, which is always going to tease more and more of the matchup coming up at WrestleMania. But, I mean, the only thing that was really good about last night, one of the few good things about it, and if Michelle's on, she'd say the same thing because we talked a little bit about it last earlier tonight on the debate, is the end with Randy Orton, the whole fire thing with Bray Wyatt. I mean, it definitely sent a message, and it was one of the better endings uh, to the SmackDown show they've had in quite a while. But uh, once again, Raw kind of uh, went backwards a little bit this week. SmackDown, SmackDown did a little bit better. So there you go. Okay, thank you very much there, uh, J- uh, J.D. John's already gotten his is getting his up right now. I'm going to read what he's got so far. Uh, of course, there's a lot. He said a lot of interesting things going on on SmackDown, uh, and of course, this, the tagline for SmackDown should have been "When there's fire, there's smoke." Uh, yeah, that's, I, that's very true. I'll agree with him there. I was going to say something about that too. I would have to agree there. Yep. Yeah, we got great. Of course, right, you got John Cena and Nikki Bella on this TV with Ms. and Maurice. Cena and Bella puts Ms. and Maurice in their place. Then, of course, two to three falls match with Becky and Nikki. Good match between the, the between these two ladies. Of course, Becky wins the match there. Then there was the number one contendership match between Luke Harper and AJ Styles. 
good contest between these two. John believes that Harper was going to pull this off. He was close, but Styles got the victory over Harper. And then, of course, uh, it says Ellsworth, Carmella, Nikki, and Cena. John goes, Bleh. I'm happy. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. I'm the same way. No. There you go. Yeah, I think we all feel the same way. Uh, yeah. John says, for once, he's going to root for Cena to beat the heck out of the <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's the one time that John will root for Cena. Okay. And he won't uh, kick out a two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dean Ambrose never really has a match. He just destroys Kurt Hawkins and calls out Baron Corbin. John believes that that leads to a match between the two at WrestleMania for the IC belt. I see that happen. That would make a great match at uh, WrestleMania. Ziggler finally gets a win over Apollo Crews in a chairs match. Oh, okay. And then, of course, John says, the greatest segment to end all SmackDowns. John says it was well played by Orton. Orton setting the Wyatt family compound on fire. This was the clip I saw on YouTube, by the way. Very, very gothic, if you think about it. As you've often seen a lot of this, of course, in a lot of those vignettes that uh, uh, that you know that the white that the whites would often do, and also uh, and also Sister Abigail. John said this was great; that he loved it. And like I, like Johnson, like I said, gothic, strange, vicious, crazy. It was like a soap opera played into one. Uh, and of course, that's the first time I've also noticed. I saw the clip too. It's the first time I happened to notice that Bray White, not always, just, he, you always saw him in a with an evil smile all the time. I think that's best way yeah, I can he describe it. He was very emotional last night, to say the least. After yes, he, he was. Yes, he was. So uh, it was unbelievable. It was. Uh, Kind of shocking there. Kind of shocking. Uh, John, anything? And, and, of course, John said it was a nice move that Orton pulled out. He just knew that Orton would somehow finally snap. Do you think he snapped? Do you think he probably came to his senses? I think Randy came to his senses last night. Hmm. Okay. Of course, like you said, J.D., you don't know how they're going to play this out now. Apparently now it just seems that Bray Wyatt has got is going to probably have his hands full. Uh, you know, you got uh, 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 First Orton saying that he that he's not going to face Bray for the belt, and now all of a sudden, uh, yeah, AJ Styles winning uh, the opportunity to go to WrestleMania to face Bray Wyatt. Now all of a sudden you got Orton turn his back on Bray Wyatt. I mean, does he come back into the picture? I mean, we don't know what's going to end up happening here. Um, of course, of course, we can't wait to see what what sort of decision. And I bet you they're not going to wait. They're not going to make this decision. I'm sure when it comes real, real close to WrestleMania, WrestleMania, they're not going. They're not going to do it well in advance. I can tell you that now. They're going to do it right there, close to the show. It's it's, it's a given. It's a given. And Johnson, that's all he's got for tonight there too. So John, thank you very much there, gentlemen. Thank you very much for giving us your thoughts and opinions on last night's SmackDown Live. And since right now that's pretty much that's most what we got for right now, I found something last night after everybody got off the show, and 
and I'm like I said, at GTS and JD and John. If y'all like to dive in here, uh, I found <clears throat> a list, and while I won't go through all these tonight, but there's a bunch of them. This came out from WWE.com in 2014. It is the 100 best matches to see before you die? Perfect. So what I I was reading this, over this between last night and some this morning and some this afternoon. What I'd like to do with this, if everyone would love, love to take part, is I'm going to, I'm going to do like two matches at a time. Uh, and I would love everybody to give their opinion uh, as to which one they thought maybe was the best between the two. All right. Does that sound does that sound uh does that sound easy enough? Uh Gerard J D? Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh and John you're John of course if you like to take part in it too, uh but we got a full hour left before the show goes off the air, so I figured everybody would like to it's my kind of, my kind of uh tickle everybody's brain a little bit. Uh this some of these are old, some of these are maybe recent, so uh, you might not have to go back that far, but we'll, let's give it a whirl here. For example, let me run, let me run, let me give you the first two right here. Which, which of these two matches did you, this is, let me ask, let me ask this one, which of these following two matches did you like the most? We'll ask it that way. Is it the match from WrestleMania 25 in 2009? between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, or the submission match from WrestleMania 13 in 1997 between Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. GTS, let's start with you first. I have to go with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Okay. JD, your thoughts? I'm going to go with Austin and Bret. Okay, okay. So y'all see what I'm talking about doing? Yeah. I mean, and also, if y'all had anything extra to say, too, y'all welcome to do that, too. Do, GTS, do you want to add anything to your uh, choice? No. Okay. JD, did you? No, it was, I mean, both were great matches, but in the end, there can only be a... T- everyone's entitled to their opinion. Absolutely. And John actually says the one at WrestleMania 25 was, 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 was the best to have it, too. Okay. What about you? What about you? Oh, you all. Oh, you want me? To, you want me to weigh in my opinion on sure, this too? You want to join in as well? Why not? I mean, you okay, thought. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, it would be fair because I'm looking right at these things. But I mean, well, it's not. It's not, I'm not, it's not answering any questions or anything. So I guess I can. I'll, I'll weigh in too. Both were great. Uh, oh man, both were tough as nails matches. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, Mm. You know, both about equal in my book, but you know, I've got to go with the one for WrestleMania 25, too. This was actually the first of two that HBK and The Undertaker would have. I think the following WrestleMania, I think, is the one that Shawn Michaels lost his career. Is that right? Last match, yeah. Right, that's what I thought. Okay, all right, then I'll 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 go in last on all of the guys. Okay, that sounds fair enough. Okay, I'll do that. We'll do that too. Okay, I'll do that too. Okay, all right, all right. GTS, we'll start with you on these next two matches. Which one of the following two did you uh, 
did you do you did you uh, like the most? Was it from WrestleMania three in nineteen eighty seven between Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, or the best two out of three falls from Clash of the Champions six in nineteen eighty nine between Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? I'm gonna have to go with. Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Okay. Uh, JD? Mania 3. Yes. Still up there is one of the best. Yes, indeed. Uh, John, your thoughts on either one? Either one? Of course, in between there, Ricky Steamboat was red hot anyway during the latter half of the 80s anyway. Oh, yeah. John says... He's going with WrestleMania three, and me. Ooh, oh man, another tough one. Like I said, Ricky Steamboat involved in both of these. Tough, a very tough call here, guys. Very tough call. Both tremendous. This is when wrestling was wrestling, though. You got to think about it. Oh yeah. Too. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh. Oh crap. You know what? I think Steamboat got better after after when he came back to the NWA, which of course will later be called WCW. I gotta say the Clash of the Champions myself. Right. Yeah. But great calls there, guys. Great calls so far there, guys. Uh, next two right here. Which one was better out of the two? In your opinion, was the best out of the two? Was it Eddie Guerrero versus Ray Jr. from Halloween Havoc 1997, or the career-ending match at WrestleMania Seven in 1991 between Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, this is a hard one. Um, and I have to go with Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. Good. Ready? I'm going to say Eddie Ray Jr., Mask versus Title. I mean, they really stole the show in Las Vegas. It was one of the few good matches from Halloween Havoc in 97. Okay. All right. On your opinion? And by the way, I did a little bit more research on that Jeopardy thing we did last night. Mm-hmm. We I, we called it right. It did actually come from about four years ago, so it was kind of outdated. I haven't found anything more recent at all, to be honest with you. So, uh, may try that later on, but like I said, I haven't found anything more recent. John is going with the with WrestleMania seven. Uh, uh, like JD said, the Halloween Havoc match, great match indeed. Uh, was the cruiserweight belt at stake in this match, JD? Yes, it was mask was versus title. It was it was Ray, it was Ray's mask versus cruiserweight belt. Okay, uh, okay. I didn't know if the belt was at stake in this or not. It didn't say. I was curious. Uh, oh gosh, I gotta go WrestleMania seven on this Savage and the Warrior. I mean that right. I think I think that was one of the longest matches of that WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if 
other than I think Slaughter and Hogan, I think that was like maybe the second longest one, maybe. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how long it was exactly. But uh, I'm going to go along with WrestleMania 7 on this, too. Okay, guys, great so far here. Uh, let's try a couple more here. Uh, which one was, in your opinion, the best out of the two? Uh, do you think it was Bret Hart versus the Bulldog from SummerSlam 1992? Or the, oh, oh man, this is going to blow you away. Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, the Hardy and the Hardy Boys, TLC from WrestleMania 17 in 2001. ETS. Wow. Uh, a rock and a hard place. Uh, yeah. Oof. These are two tremendous matchups, uh, historic in the record books. Yes. Um. Oof. Oh. Oh, man. Um. I'm going to go with... Can't really pick it's it's really hard. Um uh, I'm going to go with Bret Hart and the Bulldog. J D your thoughts here? JD. Yeah, I'm going to say TLC. You're taking the TLC one, okay? John, your thoughts? Brett versus Bulldog from SummerSlam. Oh, he's going with the TLC match as well. It's, I mean, everybody, as I Gerard just said, it is tough choice, tough call here. Uh. Hmm. Those were great matches for their time, if you think about it. Uh, what, was better, what was interesting about SummerSlam 92 was that, of course, I think Brett and the Bulldog had more, got more respect for one another, and I think um, you know, that wasn't too long. Was it not too long after, before or after, the Bulldog married Brett's sister? I think it was after, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or she came into the ring after the match was over with. And, Which one? And all, and all three of them were, uh, and all three of them were hugging each other because all of them were, of course, were all family, technically, now, at that point. Uh, tough one here. I got to go, I got to go along with little Gerard's. I, I got to say the match at SummerSlam 92. Well. We'll do two more here, and then we'll I'll find some maybe some, see if I can find some trivia here. We'll do like two tonight, guys, if that's all right. Because there's like a hundred of these matches. 
Uh, and this is going to this is going to blow you off the wall. I think I think we we're going to end up knowing maybe knowing the answer to this, but let's just see what happens here. Which match was the best one out of the following two? Was it <laughs> CM Punk versus John Cena for Money in the Bank 2011, or Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12 in 1996? ETS. Another hard one, Chad. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, they were both great matches. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Brett and Sean. Listen, J.D., your thoughts here? Again, two great matches. You can't argue with either one of them. But you know what? However, I've always had this. I've been playing back and forth with these two. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say the Money in the Bank match in Chicago. Was this for the belt? Yes, because this is the one when Punk took off and ran in the middle of the night, if you remember, and put the title in his fridge. I see. I see. And they had to build, they had to make a brand new one then or something. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, okay. I see. Okay. John, your thoughts here? Cena uh, versus Punk, Money in the Bank, 2011, or... John says Brett versus Sean. John says one of the best 60-minute Iron Man matches ever. But in his WWF 1993-96 diary, he changed directly into a singles match, which you can find on WFIGS Pro Boards. John, are you doing a plug or something? Must be. <laughs> WFIGS Pro Boards. Trying today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boy, they got me doing it. Okay, oh jeez. I'll find out what he's talking about. Hmm. <sighs> but oh, oh, I mean, I got, I got to decide too. Oh, uh, that's okay, John. No, no, we're not fussing. No, that's okay. All right. Great matches, like uh, both uh, both of y'all said. Uh, I've got to say the Iron Man match. I mean, you got to think about it here. The both Brett at the time, you know, Brett and Sean knew each other left and right. Yeah. If you think about it, and of course, in the days when they were like in the Rockers and the Heart Foundation. Yeah. Um, so they knew each other left and right. Like I said, I mean, they had the respect then. They had the good match, of course, also in '92. Uh, I think it was '92 at the Survivor Series. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I gotta say the Iron Man match here because that came down to it. Uh, when it came, when it came down to it right there, they had to go into sudden death in order to even decide a winner in that. And, yep. and what happened? All it took was a surprise enough. Shawn Michaels had enough to do one more super kick and boom. Yeah. It, it was something. But guys, we'll give this another whirl. Well, let's let's try it again tomorrow night on Warpack. We'll do like ten more of these. All right. All right. There are a hundred matches. This is something that came out three years ago. There's like a hundred matches on there. Yeah, there's some good ones there. There's some good ones. And there's, a, oh, there's still a bunch more good ones. Um, and, and, J.D., you might remember some of them. Gerard, I think you remember a lot of them. Uh, but, uh, um, but yeah, let's, let, let's, uh, let's, um, mm, Let's 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 save this here for uh let's save here of course uh for tomorrow and I'll 
and I'll be able to pull this back up here tomorrow night. Uh, great, great decisions are all around there, guys. Great ones. Let me see one more time. I'm going to try to find decent, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say once again, I'm going to try to um, wrestling Jeopardy if uh, <laughs> if uh, if y'all don't mind that again, if I can find where I found some halfway decent ones. Uh, uh, let's see here. Come on, man. Uh, Hello, Chad. Chad, I think there's a spider in the area. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see the spider come in here. Oh, man, I forgot to do that. Uh, GTS, if you please, sir. If you don't... If you, don't uh, if you please, sir. On one side of the spider, it says... Beware, I bite. The next side, it says, TBWBWA, the black little bitch with attitude. <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, she is, of course, <clears throat> one half of the Attitude Duo from Attitude Radio. She is also, of course, the host of WWS Women's Revolution and TNA Main Event. Uh, also, of course, uh, <clears throat> she's at the first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. She is, of course, also, of course, as... Uh, as JD has put it, uh, she is, the, of course, the uh, uh, first lady of wrestling. She is the one. She is the only. She is the black widow herself. She is MLD. She is the woman only. The lovely, lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds. Michelle, welcome to 298 of Revolution. Well, howdy, everybody. Howdy. Uh, we are, I'm attempting, once again, to try to find Maybe a halfway decent thing in Jeopardy because um, I, that the one that I had last night was kind of uh, was kind of off the wall here. Um, I'm just trying to find something halfway. Uh, Did y'all do SmackDown? In the meantime, yes, indeed, we would love to get your thoughts on it as well because GTS and uh, JT and John's already given us theirs. <laughs> So please go on right ahead and give us yours while I look up some uh why why look for some for some more fun stuff to do here. So you're going right ahead, please. Um trying to remember how the hell the damn show started, honestly. Oh, oh, never mind. Um, the Ms. Maurice, John and Nikki was a awesome segment. Uh I really like this feud between the four of them. I think it's it really could potentially go somewhere good with this storyline. If <clears throat> sorry, if um, WWE does this right, we'll see. Um, gosh, I don't really remember half the. Uh, Becky and Mickey, I'm over that. The women's division, I don't know what the hell is going on, and in SmackDown or Raw for that fact which we talked about earlier, and I, I don't know where they're going. It's just going to shit in the handbasket. Um, oh, my God, I don't remember anything. The I remember waiting. Yeah, that's the thing I remember the most. But um, Oh, uh, Barry Corbin and Dean Ambrose, great feud. Um, they really stepped the, the ante up on that feud last night, too. That was a great segment between them. Okay, Randy and Bray. 
I'm going to skip right to the good shit. Let me tell you, I'm I'm going to say like I said on debate tonight, I've been a Randy Orton fan since day one. Y'all know how much I love Randy Orton, but I love Bray Wyatt too. I think both amazing, amazing uh, performers. <clears throat> that segment blew the shit off the roof. That's all I got to say. Like, it killed Raw. SmackDown is killing them, killing them. Um, you know, and, and I, I told JD, too, that um, it, for a while, that's, this has been the most amazing promo of Randy Orton I've seen in a while. This is the Randy Orton I love, the vintage Viper, you know, the one that's the play in the tweener. Everybody, you know, I, I, I got on Facebook this morning, everybody's like, oh, Randy's back, you know, and JD and I talked about that too, and I'm like, well, where the hell did he go? Uh, he didn't go anywhere. These are people that are saying this shit that have not watched wrestling as long as us on this panel. They do not know the many faces of Randy Orton. Randy Orton can play face, he can play heel, he can play tweener, he can play any part. I mean, that's just how Randy Orton has been since day one in WWE. I mean, like I said, that is the best promo I've seen him do in a long time last night. It was amazing, phenomenal, great. Love the way that they ended SmackDown with that. Um, Bray Wyatt played the part to the T. It was amazing. It was awesome. Uh, I'm just curious to see if they are going to uh, corporate a Sister Abigail part now. Mm. Since they're actually starting to finally talk about that. Um, now it's a matter of, you know, who's going to play Sister Abigail if if she is going to be in corporate into the storyline now, which obviously she is. Uh, SmackDown, I'm telling you, <clears throat> is the better show. Raw, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a B-plus show, basically, to me. SmackDown, A-plus, all the freaking way. Like, they're really stepping it up. The storylines are good, just like I was telling JD earlier, one, once again, that, you know, this is what's missing. This is what's been missing, is that you, you do these storylines, you take them and run with them, make them better, whatever. This shit, you know, that Raw's doing, like, oh, okay, here we go, Goldberg and, and Brock, okay, now we're done. Now it's Goldberg and Kevin Owens, okay, now we're done. And, and you know, people bitching about, you know, you're putting belts on part-timers, blah, blah, blah. So what? It's been that way since day one. <clears throat> they always can't compete. They have a 30-day rule, on and on and on. But SmackDown last night was awesome. I, I, I think I sat there watching that Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt segment with my mouth wide open like, holy shit, finally we're we're doing this the right way. Randy did not turn face. Clear that up. I got on Facebook this morning. Everybody's like, oh, Randy's back. Oh, he turned face, blah, blah, No, he didn't. All he did was turn on Bray Wyatt as well as Luke Harper and Eric Rowan because Bray Wyatt gave him gave them no choice. And I like I said, this feud between Randy and Bray should go for a long time. They should keep it going. 
because that's what's going to keep the freaking ratings up. Between that and the Dean and, and Baron Corbin, everybody's hating on Dolph Ziggler right now. I, I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. Like, Dolph Ziggler is another one that play, can play either part very well, in my eyes. <clears throat> um, I thought it was very funny of the comment that Nikki Bella said to Maurice, you know, oh, don't mess with my man, you bitch, blah, blah. I'm going to make you eat it, bitch, or some shit. I don't know what the hell she said, but it was great. Um, Maurice had fire to her last night. I loved it. Uh, like, I'm excited to see these two girls feud because they're they're two of my favorites. Um, and The Miz, we all know how I feel about The Miz. I love The Miz. I think he's amazing. John Cena bores me. Um, but it's going to be a good feud. I hope it continues. Like I said, SmackDown, again, this week for me was the better show. It was a really, really, really damn good show. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, MLD, for getting in your thoughts, too, as well. Also joining us right now from the uh, live video feed, which, of course, is coming from NXT US, the future generation, um, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, is, is joining us via there right now. And asked me to tell everyone, including Michelle, uh, hello. Well, Michelle, hello. Hello. Hi, yeah. And so, she says hello to everybody. Uh, believe it or not, guys, I found uh, I found a Wrestling Jeopardy template. But I believe it's one we've already done, but I'm sure y'all probably may not recall maybe some of the, I don't think, I don't think MLD, you were probably a part of this particular one that we did from a, a while back. Um, so Gerard, JD, John, if y'all don't mind, if y'all want to redo it, uh, give it another shot. Sure. Good. I wasn't here for it, so let's do it. Okay. Gerard, JD? I'm game. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And uh, John says he's game for it. And okay. All right, here we go then. We'll give we'll just let's give this a shot and see what how this goes. The five categories of course is one through five hundred there, guys. I'll let you know about that. The categories are the big brawl which the answers have the word brawl in the, in the answer. So that, that, that kind of helps you out right there. Also, Stables, Los Luchadores, Virtual Warfare, and The Gold Rush. One through 500 there, guys. Uh, GTS, let's start with you, my man. Stables for 500. Damn it, I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> Tables for five. Okay. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I think we know this one. Uh, I think GTS is. I'm going to read it anyway. This WCW stable only lasted three months in the year 2000, and it featured 47 members. What is the NWO, motherfuckers? Oh. They have something different. Hmm. 
They've got the new blood. New blood? What? Huh? But remember in 2000 they did the angle between the Millionaire's Club and the new blood? Oh, the, the yeah. The wrestlers versus the older, the younger guys. Yeah. I, think that's not that same I didn't thing know like the two. new blood had 47 members, though. I didn't. Yeah. I thought they only had like over like yeah. 12, but whatever. Okay. That threw me off. Because I know the one one biggest part of that was, of course, Hogan and Billy Kidman feuding with each other, which was kind of interesting. Okay. But, uh, <clears throat> yes, indeed. MLD, you are next. The Rod ruined it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what were the categories again? The big brawl, brawl in quotation marks, the answer has the word brawl in it. Stables, Los Luchadores, Virtual Warfare, and the Gold Rush. I'm going to do Stables 400. For how much? One. 400. <laughs> four 100, okay. I thought you said four, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Michelle, they have two words for you. <laughs> Suck it, Degeneration de- X. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay. Some of these are easy, some of these are okay. JD, you're next. Uh, give me the Gold Rush for 400. Gold Rush for four. This title was first held by Shane Douglas in the early 1990s. What is the ECW World's Heavyweight title? You are correct. Let's see where John is. And GTS is left. What? Yeah, he... He he left and let something happen. Uh, oh boy! John says he will be right back. Uh, oh boy! His phone could have died. Hmm? His phone probably died. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I said his his phone probably died. Or can someone can someone check to make sure? Uh, just yeah, just just ask him if he's okay. If something happened. Um. I messaged him. Okay, just yeah, just send him a message and no, not not you, John. I know I know that. Uh, are you back? Are you no, no, John? Are you back on? Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch it again. I just saw you put up the RKO of uh, Rollins uh, from WrestleMania. There, so I'm watching it right now. <laughs> that was that was probably one of the most brutalist RKOs I have ever seen. Almost as good as when right. Evan Bourne went off the top rope that one night. I think it was on SmackDown, and Randy caught him. Yeah. And we'll put this on pause for just a second here. I think we might have had some technical issues with Keen and the NWO, and hopefully we'll have him back on here in just a few here. Uh, 
But uh, in the meantime, while we wait for while we wait to hear from 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 the main man, let's go ahead and point out tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. Once again, our live video feed will continue as our group tour continues, and we make a stop by. Oh yes, we stop by LWOUS Latino Dynasty. And so we'll be uh, talking some wrestling news and views and history and birthdays and uh, doing a little special thing that I did, of course, comparing uh, uh, some matches from a page that I found here just a little, just a little while ago. Uh, G- uh, Gerard, uh, John, JD, and John did some great uh, thoughts and points of view on uh, <clears throat> on these on these matches. So. Uh, Okay. Have you heard anything? Have you heard anything yet? Yeah, I'm handling it. Go ahead and move on. Okay. Well, I hope he's okay. No, he's mad. Uh, hmm. So it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, John, go ahead and choose a category. We'll go ahead and continue. Hopefully, we'll have King and W back on here in just a few minutes. Uh, John's taking the big brawl for 100. Let's see what we have right here. Okay, John, uh, the the answer is this WCW pay-per-view took place every September. WCW pay-per-view, John, are you sure? I remember it has the word brawl in the title. And John is and John is uh, is is uh is saying fall brawl and you are correct, John, it is in fact fall brawl. Uh Anne is also in a live video feed. She wants to play here too and uh So uh, and uh, okay, well let's uh, let me run down the categories here for you if you want to play here. The big brawl, stable, most luchadores, virtual warfare, and the gold rush. Now the big brawl has got two, three, four, and five hundred left on it. Stables has got two, three, and four. Most luchadores and virtual warfare still have one through five, and the gold rush still has. One, two, three, and five. So, whichever one of those you want, just let us know, and I will, and we will answer that question. Shell, see you okay? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I'll send you it. Okay, okay. Anne's going with Gold Rush for 100. Let's go ahead and see what she has to say there. Okay. <clears throat> and the answer is 
This title was held by Bruno San Martino for 11 years. Diane, are you going to pass? Okay. Uh we have a we have a free question here. Anne does not know the answer. So if anyone <clears throat> uh if anyone knows the answer, if you'd like to take a shot at it, the the answer is this title was held by Bruno San Martino for eleven years. What is the WWF heavyweight title? That is correct. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. All right. Uh, and John, you're close. You're close as well. So uh, we may not have the uh, uh. back on tonight. Uh, I, I really hate that. Uh, We'll go ahead and finish. We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and finish this off a little bit. And like I said, even if we go on through, uh, even if we go on through, like I said. Uh, all right, MLD. We will go with you. We'll start. We're going to start with you for for right now. Uh, we still have all the five categories and questions in them. Uh, the big brawl has two, three, four, and five. Stables has two, three, and four. Los Luchadores and Virtual Warfare has one through five, and the Gold Rush has two, three, and five left in it. Um, I'll do Stables 400. Stables for how much? 400. 400, okay. This stable of legends dominated TNA Wrestling in 2009. TNA? <clears throat> oh. Wow, that threw me for a loop. Um, 2009. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, wow, this is bad. I should know this. Damn it. 
2009. This is terrible. I don't know. I do, okay, but well, I don't. Okay, I'm going to start using this feature as well. If anyone knows the answer, they can go ahead and chime in as well. Make me feel stupid, J.D. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Stable of Legends dominated TNA Wrestling in 2009. Uh, there was two of them. Okay, just... You, we need one of the Stable of Legends. Uh, Fortune? You want to say Fortune. The correct answer... You're going to kick, both of y'all are going to kick yourselves in the head for this. What is the main event mafia? That was going to be my next God one. Darn it. And JD, <laughs> we go to you next. All right, give Damn me uh, uh, Brawl for 300. The Brawl for three? Is that right, JD? Yes? Is that what you said? Yes, yeah, that's said. The Big Brawl for 300, okay. This match was first seen at SummerSlam 1996 when Mankind defeated The Undertaker. What is the Boiler Room Brawl? You are correct. Okay, John, you're next. Excuse me. Oh. Or... Oh, such heartburn. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. John has said, let me see if we still have that. Yes, we do. John is saying the big brawl for 500. All right, John. This tournament that mixed boxing with wrestling was won by Bart Gunn in 1998. John is saying the brawl for all, and that is correct. Uh, and Ann, let's see where Ann wants to go to next. She wants to go to my place. <laughs> Easy now. That is what she does. I mean, she wants to. That's something we're still working on, too. Anyway. It may be close. But I don't want to say any more than that. Oh. Okay, and what is left is the big brawl for two and four hundred, stables for two and three hundred. <clears throat> and virtual warfare has not been touched at all. They still have one through five. And the gold rush still has two, three, and five left in it.
Anne says she wants big bra for 200 Okay, we'll see what we have right here. Okay, Anne, remember the word bra is in the name. This TNA wrestling event takes place in various baseball stadiums across the country. Oh. Let's see what she says then. And also, Friday night's revolution will be uh, coming on to coming on coming on (laughs) coming on to you. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, I do believe it is. uh, We're going to be doing our live video feed from the ROH US group. Uh, And Anne is Anne is even taking a guess here and saying brawl for all as well. And the correct answer, Anne, is base brawl. Uh-huh. Good guess, though. That's a nice name for it. It's, it's okay to take guesses. Uh, it's just okay to take guesses there. That's all right. Okay, Michelle, uh, uh, like I said, we still have 400 for the big brawl stables, 2 and 300. Uh, the gold rush, 2 and 300. And like I said, Los Luchadores and Virtual Warfare have not been touched. It's still got one through five left in, in those. Uh, I'm going to do Virtual Warfare 500. Virtual Warfare 500. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is going to be interesting. This, of course, it also has to do with video games, I think, Michelle. I think that's what this category is about. This Mexican wrestling game was the only video game designed and produced in Mexico. What's run for Taco Bell? Hell, I don't know. What is Lucha Libre Heroes del Ring? Oh, yeah. Which also means Yo (laughs) Which also, of course, sponsored by Yo Taco Bell. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I got Bell. There you go. Okay. Uh, JD, you're our next. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go for Gold Rush for three, honey. Gold Rush for three. Okay. This title was made specifically for TNA Wrestling's No Limits division. What is the X division? Yep. You got that right. It's the X division title. And yes, I'm hosting again. John, you are next. John is taking the. Uh, John, there's one more. Uh, the the only other big. Big brawl left is for four hundred. You still want it? Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I'm trying to do the gold dust thing. I can't do it. JD can do that better. JD can do that great. 
JD. Yeah. We have a request for it. Sorry, what was the question? We can't. We uh, have a request for an impersonation. Okay. Gold dust. Gold <laughs> dust. <laughs> he does that one, and he does Paul Bear. Oh yes. Oh, oh, I didn't say to that. <laughs> That's great. Those are great. Let <laughs> me tell you something. Hey. The ultimate Halloween costume, he can go dress dresses both of them do half and half. Yeah, right good. You do be like, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, John, here's, here's your question. This WCW pay-per-view's sixth installment featured Hulk Hogan versus the Giant in a steel cage. Oh. Diarrhea, diarrhea. Why do I want to say that word? It's a funny word to say. John says Super Brawl. And John's got it right on the money. It is Super Brawl. Okay. Okay, and uh, here are are the remaining categories. The big brawl is gone. The thrill is gone. Uh, we got left stables for two and three hundred, Los Luchadores one through five, Virtual Warfare one through four, and the Gold Rush for two or five hundred. Excuse me. And then this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, marks number 300 of the Mothership Revolution. Our prediction show for Fastlane 2017. Plus, we will talk about some of our favorite moments from the past 300 episodes of Revolution. This Sunday at 5. 138.055. Uh, and which and which one do you want for Virtual Warfare? One through it's one, two, three, and four. So. She wants Virtual Warfare for 100. Okay. And this WWE game features both the two top shows battling each other. I'm too sexy for my pants. 
Okay. <laughs> that was so good. I forgot we had two ladies present. I don't know why I said that. I just. Okay. What do you think about that? Crazy, crazy, crazy. And do you have an answer? Okay, and let me ask you one more time. The answer is this WWE game features its two top shows battling each other. That's going to show up in the video. And Ann saying, what is WWE SmackDown versus Raw? And Ann's got one right. It is SmackDown versus Raw. Way to go, Annabelle. And if she she does not like me calling her down, she'll probably slap me later. Which I, I hope not. Okay, Michelle. Stables, two and three hundred. Stables, two and three hundred are left. Los Luchadores, one through five. Virtual Warfare, two, three, and four. And the Gold Rush, two hundred is still left. Uh, I'm going to do Stables for three hundred. Stables for three. (laughs) The leader of this stable is a 16-time world champion. Uh, Evolution, Ric Flair. I mean, Four Horsemen, Ric Flair. Shit. You are correct. It is the Four Horsemen. I was only looking for the stable, but that's it. There you go. Oh, sorry. I I got freaking yeah. Two that's okay. That's fine. JD, uh, stables and the Gold Rush, two hundred or less for those. Virtual Warfare, two, three, and four, <clears throat> and the Belch. No, I'm speaking. Wow. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, that's what Mountain Dew will do to you. Great, too much of it. And uh, Los Luchadores, one through five, has not been touched. Your pick, please. JD. Hi. JD. Uh, I'm going to come and five you. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to take stables. What's left in the stables? 200. All right, I'll take it. Okay, you'll take stables for 200. And, Michelle, please have a bucket of ice ready to put down a shirt, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, no. He, oh, man. Somebody's going to kick himself in the rear for not getting this one. Oh, Lord. 
I'm going to feel bad for this, but we all know the answer to this. The stable split into the black and white and the wolf pack. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Too bad you're running here. What is the NWO? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, Lord, have mercy. That's in tribute to him. Oh, my goodness. John, uh, Los Luchadores 1 through 5 is still left. The Virtual Warfare 2, 3, and 4. And the Gold Rush 2 and... Oh, I'm sorry. Gold Rush still has 2 and 500 left. I'm sorry. There was still a 500 for that, too. I didn't see that. So, I'm... So I, I apologize. Okay. No problem. And a new rule here, guys. Like I said, if no one gets the answer, uh, whoever whoever this question is is being asked to, they don't get it. Someone else gets a free shot at it. So there you go. Yeah, Chad, you should ask John how much he loves Roman Reigns. That's his question. <laughs> All right, John. This this title was first won by Norman Smiley in 1999. John says the hardcore title, and John yep. is right. WCW Hardcore Championship. John is on fire tonight. Yes, he is, and someone actually with a match down there, and wasn't under a bowl of beefaroni either. <laughs> okay. All right, and what's left for you is the following. Los Luchadores, one through five, is still left. Virtual Warfare, two, three, and four. And the Gold Rush, 200, is now officially left. The only one left there. So, take your pick, please. I'm proud to report the video is still holding. Very good news. I'll get a chance to go back and watch this video too. So after we get done with it, and you can watch it while we're doing it now if you want. But. Yes, sweetheart, it is your turn. I, 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 yes, it is your turn. And, and then repeat the categories one more time. Los Luchadores, one through five, is still available. Virtual Warfare, two, three, and four, are still available. And the Gold Rush, 200, is still available. And also, I am still available. <laughs> okay. But I'm Okay. This is not the dating game now. <laughs> okay, don't get me started with me. Oh, Lord. Actually, I got that on my MP3, the themes of the dating game. Long time. 
All right, and virtual warfare two, three, or four. Or number one. <laughs> Where number one? Where number one? Well, I do think we are number one. Yep. That. Remember, we're under 70 episodes away overall from hitting 1,000 episodes for the whole network. Wow. That's amazing. It is. It is indeed. And she's going virtual warfare for 200. Let's see what we have right here. All right, Anne. This WWF arcade game was ported to the second Dreamcast in 2000. Let's see if she knows this. Whoa, Anne's going with the word. She said, damn, I don't know it. <laughs> Whoa, the words, Anne. Wow, okay. Okay. All right, so, so I guess it means Anne. Anne, does that mean you're passing? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, it's far. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, we can all laugh about it. <laughs> I worry the left. Left right now. Left. <laughs> okay, and she is. Okay, let me ask anybody that might know this. This WWF arcade game was ported to the Sega Dreamcast in 2000. No idea. I want to say Royal Rumble. You're going to say Royal Rumble. John, do you want to guess? <clears throat> Well, it wasn't the Roman Reigns free-for-all. <laughs> I'll say the Roman Reigns fantasy arcade. Okay. Uh, he, he also says Royal Rumble. Hey, J.D. and John both said Royal Rumble. Well, son of a gun, both of them were right. That's what it is. Asses. All right, MLD. Here we go. Virtual Warfare, 3 and 400. The Gold Rush, 200. And Los Luchadores has not been touched. 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 is still remaining for that. Um, I'll do the, the yeah, the Luchadores, yeah, what you said, Luchadores, Luchadores for 500, okay. Yeah, I'm going to regret that, yeah. <laughs> A former member of the NWO, and the Rudos leader in AAA. Conan? Michelle, you are absolutely right. It was Conan. Good job, Michelle. Wow, damn! Nice job, Michelle. On a roll. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, JD, the Los Angeles one through four, Virtual Warfare three and four, and Gold Rush two. Gold Rush for two. Gold Rush for two hundred. This title was first won by the British Bulldog in 1997 and dissolved in 2002. What is the European Championship? 
Yes. Which I hope they don't. Which I hope this new United Kingdom title does not end up like this bill. Yeah. They will. You think it will? Oh yeah. Oh, I hate that. I really do. Uh, John, uh, you are next. Los Luchadores one, two, three, and four, and Virtual Warfare three and four. Still left. Uh huh. It's time for the Belchathon. I think we're gonna blow away to Kansas. Jesus, this wind is crazy. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you something here. Told JD this earlier, Michelle. I'm sure probably you experienced this like I did, since you're also also someone that's close to my neck of the woods too. That we had a one heck of a hailstorm out here earlier this evening. Oh, we had one hell of a rainstorm, but we didn't have no hail, and the wind's just been crazy. No, well, <laughs> it was earlier in the day, but. But what happened was close to about right time, about, about the time I was going to do outside the ropes, I did it by myself because JD had a, something he had to do. Um, and so I did it, was going to do outside the ropes, and all of a sudden it was raining and it was thundering, and I'm sure it was lightning a little bit. But all of a sudden I started hearing as if someone was was, was pummeling rocks and golf balls. Uh, yeah. And it was coming down, and it was coming down hard. It was a freaking hailstorm. Oh goodness! And it was still raining. Freaking did that shit. They <laughs> dropped a bomb on me, baby. Okay, sorry. Okay, <laughs> okay. Who is up? Uh, let's see. Uh, John is okay. John, John's up. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Virtual Warfare 400. Here's your question, here, John. This 2010 game is the only video game on the iPhone and iPad. Which been playing the heck out of that WWE Champions, man. I'll tell you what, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. John, John is choosing to pass on this on this question. So, Michelle, JD, and if you know it, please feel free to answer, but I mean, I'll ask it one more time. This 2010 game is the only video game on the iPhone and iPad. No clue. Uh... Yeah, no clue. Okay. Um, Ann, did you have an idea? I should probably... Only iPhone and iPad. Um... iPhone and iPad. There's a game, it came out seven years ago. It's the only, it was the only video game that was available on them, on both things, I guess. I, I don't know. Probably when you say it, I'll probably kick myself in the ass, though. And you're probably well after I tell you uh, after I tell you who it involves. <laughs> TNA Impact. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. And 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 did not. Know it either, obviously. Okay, and what is left is Los Luchadores for one, two, three, or four, and Virtual Warfare for three. Uh, 
and Triple M, Michelle's muscular men. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I might need to design one of these things myself sometime. Maybe put some questions that make sense. Maybe. You should, yeah, yeah, you should. I might. I'll look and see how you do this, and I'll work on. I'll think about that. Or if I know someone that can do it, I'll ask them this. Maybe. Make Randy Orton a category. Seth Rollins a category. Yes. Yeah, I'll try to, put, but I won't combine past and present. Yes, that'll be awesome. Past and present, and Anne is taking the the remaining virtual warfare category. Okay, which is for three hundred. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay, and here's the question: This Japanese wrestling game returned to America in 2007, even though it was never here. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone was wanting my attention. I'm just letting them know I'll be there shortly. <laughs> Avon calling. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but come inside your house. <laughs> and boy, and with the words, man, she she getting like Ron Simmons. She's saying that as that favorite word of his. My Lord, damn. <laughs> and, and is saying that. Yes, I'm not kidding you. She is. I said, well. Damn it, Ann. <laughs> You're spitfire tonight, Ann. <laughs> little spitfire. That's why I ought to call you. I better not. I better watch what I say. Right? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Does anybody else want to take a guess at this question? What's the question? This Japanese wrestling game returned to America in 2007, even though it was never here. No. That makes no sense. I know I'm not the one that designed this thing. Huh. I I don't know. Either. Okay. All right. Well, the correct answer: Fire Pro Wrestling returns. Oh hell, I would. That's why they said that. Okay. Okay. <gasps> it returned to America, even though it was never the game was actually never here. I see. I see what they're saying. Okay. All right. Well, the final questions. We have three. We have three uh, left here. Well, I'm sorry, four left. So everybody will get to have a. Uh, well, everybody will get to have a question. But I will tell you, there's no more choices for a category. <laughs> there's only one category left, and that is Los Luchadores. So it's one, two, three, or four. So Michelle, whichever one you want, please go ahead and choose. Um, I'll go for four hundred. 400. Okay, here we go. This man wrestled in the WWE at Sin Cara, but returned to Mexico in 2013. Wait, what? (laughs) This man wrestled in the WWE as Sin Cara, but returned to Mexico in 2013. Um... 
Oh, my. He wrestled as Sin Cara. So, in other words, they want Sin Cara's real name? They want to know who, yeah. I have no absolute clue what the hell Sin Cara's real name is. Okay. Uh, J- uh, J.D., John, or Andy, you want to take a guess at this question? J.D.? Yeah, I'm here. Fine. Okay. Um, Michelle is not sure of all the questions, and so she, I think she's opting to pass this. So I'm going to say Hunico. You're going to say Hunico. Okay, let's see. Okay, let's see what John is. John might have an answer as well. Um, or I'll do this. Whoever doesn't know the answer to their question, all the other players will get a chance to answer. Who and we'll see who's right. Okay, John, do you have a guess? John does not have a guess. Good Lord, and what's with the mouth? Now she's saying, <laughs> now she's saying, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> okay, good Lord, girl. She's frustrated because she doesn't know the answer to these questions. That's what, I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, the correct answer is Mystico. Ah, Mystico, son of a bitch, really? Yes, that, yes, indeed. All right, J.D., Los Luchadores is the only category left. You have one, two, or 300 left. Two for Los Luchadores. Two. The Man of a Thousand Masks. Who was oh. Mil, Ma- who was Mil Mascaraz? You're absolutely right. All right, John, one or 300. J.D. already went to and and John, whichever one you pick, and we'll get the final question. Which I'm more, I can't imagine what she's going to say if she does not if she doesn't know the answer. <laughs> I'm waiting I'm gonna for talk to her. I'm gonna talk, talk to her tonight and say, Anne, what was with the? <laughs> uh, she's going with John's going with 100. Uh, he was known as the. Okay, John. He was known as the. Chairman of WCW in 1997 and returned to AAA in 2010 to fight his replacement. Uh, El Belcho. <laughs> yep. There you go. John is actually going to pass on this question. Um, now I'll go around and I'll ask Michelle, JD, and Ann and see if they know. Michelle, do you want to take a crack at this question? What What was it again? He was known as the chairman of WCW in 1997 
and returned to AAA in 2010 to fight his replacement. Um. Yeah, no clue. Okay, JD. JD. JD, wake up! Oh, I. Ice man. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Top of the ice bucket, JD. You better be careful. <laughs> uh, okay. He was okay, JD. Let me ask this again. Uh, John has passed on this question. Michelle does not know the answer, and I'll now I'll I'll ask you this question next. Okay. He was, and then I'll ask Ann see what she says. Okay. He was known as the chairman of WCW in 1997 and returned to AAA. And Ann, what do you say? Oh, Harper. Oh, Whoa. Oh. Yeah. And did you have did you have an answer? <sighs> Forgive me. It's a little time for her to log on to to chime in. And she does not know either, so we'll we'll go along with what JD says. And JD's right. It is, in fact, they put La Park, but yeah, I know, I know, even know for a fact it was La Parka. He was the one that looked like a skeleton, right? Oh, JD, you smart ass. (laughs) Okay, and Anne, here is yours. Los Luchadores, 300. <laughs> Son of Dr. Wagner and brother of Dr. Wagner, Jr. True. I'll do the Jeopardy thing. And next week, just to give you guys an update real quick, however, uh, you're going to love this, however. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura will take on TJP next week, and in two weeks, William Regal has announced that Bobby Roode will face Cassius Ono in an NXT Championship matchup two weeks from tonight. No shit! Yep. Holy cow. So you got two good matches coming up next week. Nakamura against little freaking Game Boy? Yeah, he does get Game Boy next week. Oh my goodness. Okay, 
fight the floor with him. And and Ann says, I haven't a clue. So <laughs> I turned to everybody else <laughs> to see if they happen to know the answer. Michelle, I'll ask you first. Son of Dr. Wagner and brother of Dr. Wagner Jr. Fuck, I don't know. Excuse me, sorry. No, I have no idea. Silver King. You say it's Silver King. Okay. Uh, John, do you have an answer? Undertaker. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Superman. That's friggin' wrong. <laughs> Microwave. <laughs> John's, saying, John's saying what JD says. So, brother John and JD are saying Silver King, the correct answer. Holy freaking cow. <laughs> it's, it's Silver King. Smart asses. <laughs> So, guys, there you go. A little extended edition of Revolution, of course, a little Jeopardy right there tonight. Man, what'd y'all do? Pull, like, a wrestling dictionary out of your ass tonight or something? I don't probably it, it probably did. I don't know. J.D.? I'd probably like to find that out myself. So, uh, on that note here, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think you for joining us here tonight. For episode 298 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. Uh, of course, tonight I do want to thank everyone here. <clears throat> and, and then Ann goes, boo, JD, boo. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I uh, do thank uh, everyone here. Uh, of course, King and W.O.G.R.T. Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared DiGeronimo, and the Human Suppress Machine, John Gross, as well as the last sticker, Anne Marie Rickenbach. This is Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Be sure to join us, <clears throat> of course, from LWUS Latino Dynasty tomorrow night for the next edition of NWO Wolfpack. For now, I will say Revolution is a broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we're over one year older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Gentlemen, take care. See you in the ring. As always, as always, here in the radio network, we always say this. Take care and God bless. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.